You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Girls After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Girls After Show. Hi, everybody. Um, Bing is for doing, and we are doing another Girls After Show. I am your host, Kelly O, and I am joined by two fabulous, lovely ladies tonight. And they are... (laughs) Spicy Mari in the building, y'all. Miss Miriam. We had a lot of great, great stuff going on in tonight's show. So I want to remind you guys, please go to iTunes and download our podcast and rate us and comment and leave all, you know, let us know what you think. There's a lot of controversial things in the show. There are a lot of relatable things in the show. So we want to know. We want to get you in the mix. We want to be interactive. So tell us what you think. All right, let's get into it. We've got um, the title of this episode is All Adventurous Women Do. Yes, we do. And Love the title. <laughs> yes, we do. Season one, episode three. So uh, do you, you want to get into last week so to kind of catch us up since Madi was out on vacation? So. I was. I made sure to watch it at home. I DVR'd it and it was so good. Well, last week we left off with Jessa possibly being pregnant, an abortion party being thrown, <laughs> uh, Jessa not being pregnant, Jessa not showing up to the abortion party, <laughs> and Hannah goes and gets an STD test. Right, which brings us to today's episode. Right, uh, we have the start of the show, which opens with you know Marnie sitting at the table with her boyfriend. Oh, yes, 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 that's right. So they were sitting at the table together, and, you know, he's like, I have a surprise for you. And, you know, he she he sets it up in a way where she's she's screwed either way. <laughs> so, like, you know, she she has this whole thing where she's really not that attracted to him. And, you know, she, of course she wants to, in, the, in one of the episodes, she's like, I want to do you like a stranger. And so now here he comes, and he's like, you know, he has a surprise for her, and it's the fact that he shaved his head, but he doesn't tell her right away why. And she gets extremely, extremely upset because she shaved his head. Well, she's critical of him because when you don't like someone, you are extremely annoyed. They're just obnoxious to you. Everything they she do gets starts on. bagging on yeah. him about his hair, and then he admits, "Well, you know, it was for the cancer patient that shaved. You know, that it's losing her hair, so I shaved my head in honor of her, and which, made her feel like a complete douchebag." Which is a great <laughs> gesture, and it shows the kind of person that he is. Yeah. This poor guy just seems like he's such a genuine, nice person. He really thinks of others, wants to, you know, it just seems like a all around, I mean, granted, we don't know too much about his character yet and what their issues are, and you know, whatever. So far, he's a but little bit of a poon. A, a little bit. I wouldn't bit. say that. I think Charlie I is mean, the nice guy in the world that unfortunately women just don't appreciate right. because sometimes they want a little bit of an asshole. They do. And that's what she wants. That's what she's missing. She's missing that spice, that fire. It's a challenge. A challenge is what she needs. You know, she's, she's you know, now she's 24. She's got this whole adult life going on and this adult job and her not so adult boy 
boyfriend who's pretty much kissing her butt all day long and she's (laughs) not having it and so with that being said so you know they're sitting at the table he surprises her with the shaved head and and it just seemed like a the show started with a lot of personality changes right so hannah comes out and she's dressed like (laughs) well well, first you see is like you know he ta-da with the shaved head and then hannah opens the door how do i look and his comment cracked me up he's like you look like you're gonna go put a hex on the popular girl. <laughs> it's like something straight out of the movie uh, Craft. The craft. Right. <laughs> she looked like a straight goth chick. She looked like she was going to put a spell on somebody. Totally. She totally I was hissed at Marnie. <laughs> she like hissed at her. What and, did she say? And, uh, well, because Marnie tells her, you look kind of scary. Seriously. And she's like, what do you mean by that? Like amazing slash awesome? Or what did she <laughs> But say? what compelled this change? It was obviously Adam. Because as women, we want to please the man. We want to mm-hmm. switch it up. Add a little fire to the... Fl- and what, she did this for him? Did he say he wanted somebody a little bit more rough? Well, he's been doing like role playing in the last few episodes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Episodes were like so goth chick was well, I in think her. She was just trying to be a little bit more sexy. I think. Ah, uh, so I don't. Yeah. Th- I think that's what she was trying to do because that's the first place she goes is straight to his. The place. pale white makeup with dark look, eyes. Look, look out the window. <laughs> What did he say to her? He's like, uh, if you come up here, I'm going to tie you to the bed for at least three days. He's right. like, that's just the kind of mood I'm in. <laughs> like, cool, I'll be up in a minute. Dude, I'm like, that's kind of hot, actually. <laughs> it is. I mean, she's longing for his approval. She's trying to figure out what she can do right. to make him desire her more, obviously. Right. And it's, I mean, it's working because, unfortunately, as much as I don't like Adam, he's so charming. He, he does little things every now and then. He says little things that I'm just kind of like, oh, I might be a sucker for that, too. Yeah, I mean, he's the, the typical, tw- you know, young 20s guy. You know, he doesn't really have, a, like, a real job. He sits around. He's, yeah. you know, when we first see him, he's, you know, working out in his apartment. And she says, are you home? For the time being. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, where's he going to go on no budget? I mean, he is, like, a sexy-ass douchebag, though. I mean, that's, I don't know how else to explain it. His body is phenomenal. I might yeah, be a sucker for love, too. <laughs> he looks great without clothes. I'm sorry. As much as and that's he all says we rude comments. is naked. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, or in just jeans. <laughs> that's odd. Jeans and shirt. Right. Yeah. Jeans Wait, and him bicycling? I'm sorry. I can't get that out of my head. <laughs> so, and it's funny that you say that. So, what winds up happening now, you know, she goes upstairs, they're having sex, and, and, you know, it's like the next day, and she gets a phone call. But prior to her getting the phone call, now this is where I was like, dude, I hate when I'm uncomfortable in my own skin and mm. the, my significant other or the guy that I'm with decides to be like all grabby on places oh, that oh, I do not eat. need or want to be grabbed. Ooh. Don't oh. you be grabbing my little pudgy love. <laughs> yes. For those of you at home, if you are a male, do not grab a woman's feminine, luscious body parts <laughs> that she's not secure about. That's, it's never, <laughs> ever fun. <laughs> right. Women don't like that. It's never Especially Hannah. She didn't like her love handles being rubbed on, okay? No. I mean, it's one thing like if you do like the, the sweep down across the body, but the whole squishing no. stuff is just no, and make sure that like we're laying down flat. <laughs> right. Don't make faces with our fat. Don't pinch it. Don't do any of that. And don't oh tell god. us that our body is funny. Pretend like we have a six pack. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So for two seconds, like you know, if you squeeze the belly together, it's what I call the bagel. <laughs> 
That's not I okay. can't take it's it. Okay. I felt so bad for her in that moment because well, I hate that. Well, and then he stands up and he's like, "Find my fat, and it'll make you feel less alone." He thought that he was doing. <laughs> none. He didn't have any right. There was nothing for her to but grab. He's, thinking he's gonna make her feel better. No, but by... he, his comment though to her after, before, like in between that, he's yeah. like, "So do you ever try to lose weight?" And I'm like, "Oh no, he did not get there. Like how inappropriate. It's so." No, he said, do you eat for fun or do you eat for For fuel? fuel? (laughs) What? I'm sorry. WTF in that moment. (laughs) I was like, are you kidding me? That is the rudest question that you can ask someone because you're pretty much trying to imply that I'm eating just to like pick out. It's well, like, do I do here. McDonald's or do I have a healthy steak and veggies? <laughs> okay, let me let me play the other side since we don't have our male point of view tonight. Let me just be the devil's advocate and look do on the that, other side, that. okay? So, granted, uh, trust me, none of that I thought was fun. And if, uh, you know, it's never a fun conversation to talk about weight when you're with a guy that just saw you naked. Like, it's not a no. fun. Yeah. Okay, so, but... In a little bit of his defense, though, he said, it's only like three or four pounds. You know, you can lose that if you really wanted to. And that's when he was like, you know, he was like, it's not a big deal to me. I think your body's, it's cute. It's kind of funny. This is why I'm playing with it. He's not thinking of it in a negative way, even though it is to us, because usually girls get pretty. No, I I disagree. I think that it is a negative way. I think the biggest lie that men tell is that you're not fat. You look great in that outfit. No, but he didn't say that. And he didn't say she looked great and he but he wasn't he wasn't being mean about it he was like playing around with her to step and he was still saying you know he was still saying "Eh, it's this or that you could do it if you really wanted to so do you eat for fun or fuel he was still being (laughs) a guy i see you trying to make that argument work but i think he wants hannah to lose a few pounds and every guy does you know what i mean but i'm saying that he i don't think he was necessarily being like super malicious about it I think to take up your devil's advocate to the next level on a Go guy's for it, point Mary, of view, do that thing because I, I, I'm not feeling it. I always date that guy that always wants me to be in better shape. <laughs> so right. and so, but no, but the thing is, is men are very visual, and right. with them this being is true. very visual, like you know. That stuff, whether he wants to admit it yet or now or ever, is important. How we look naked to them is important down the road. Um, when you put things in perspective, I mean, he's he's a guy that's extremely healthy. He's you know he says fuel instead of like eat for fun or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he's working out when they open the show. And then mm-hmm. of course after a conversation that they have, which we'll get to in a second, he's doing bicycles. Like he's constantly <laughs> right, to working. Tell on her to yeah. work out. That was his way of telling Hannah, uh-huh. go work out. I think that he wanted to leave her with that, like, oh, I'm busy. I'm working out. So you should be doing the same. I feel like that's what the message that he was trying to send her. I don't really, I didn't really get that. I didn't, I didn't really. He might as well have bought her smaller clothes in order to give (laughs) her pipe dreams to live up to, you know, fitting in them one day. But I mean, I don't know. I just, I think you guys are taking it way to the extreme. (laughs) But I mean, I I definitely understand what you're saying and like all of that. But I think that you're just taking it a little high. To make make matters worse, in this whole situation, to make matters worse, (laughs) Hannah gets the phone call from the doctor's office and she finds out now, which... We, Thomas was right last week's guest yes. with our predictions that she has HPV. Now, first of all, the fact that they said that over the phone, not cool because you're supposed to you're go not, see the doctor. They, I think they have, you have to go in there to yeah, get the you results, you have to right? go into the doctor to get results. So the fact that she got a phone call was bad to begin with. Mm-hmm. But he becomes very defensive when she starts to – she has, like, no filter as far as her communicating what's going on. So very she's like, true. oh, yeah, the doctor's called and I have HPV. And it's like, <laughs> well, by the way. He got the least sexiest got, thing to tell a man. By the way, I have an STD. Well, he got defensive <laughs> after she accused him of giving it to her. Right. He got annoyed. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and my favorite part is he says, she says to him, she goes, "Will you still have sex with me?" He goes, "When it's appropriate." <laughs> 
with an attitude. But let's look at this from that side, though. Look at her. She just found out she has an STD. She, you know, he, she asked him. She automatically assumed he gave it to her. He gets upset with her. He's not trying to make her feel better. He's not trying to consult her. Mm-hmm. All she's worried about is, oh, my God, will you still have sex with me? That, oh, you know, boom. you see what I'm saying? Yes. See, he's already told her. Let's, let's go. Through, she's, he's already told her she was fat. Doesn't give a crap that she just got an STD. Is mad at her for even suggesting that he gave it to her. Right. And she's like, "Can I hug you goodbye?" And he's bicycling on the bed. <laughs> and all she's worried about is, "Will you still have sex with?" Me? Well, that's she's insecure, obviously, obviously. with him. Yeah, well, she's, she's, she's constantly looking him. for his approval. She's yeah. hanging on to him, despite the fact that you know. He he sits there and says, "Well, I just got tested last week for for HPV and I don't have Lies. it." When it's like, "Dude, first of all, men cannot be tested for that." So that was his first little line. It just goes show, goes to show how immature that he is, right? In this process, mm-hmm. so yeah. I of mean, course. there's there's a lot of you know, but this is again goes back to the reaction that people are are getting and giving about this show on how real it is and the things that you know girls and even guys go through in their early twenties and, you know, right out of high school and college when it comes to relationships is because you don't know. So when you get a serious call, like, I've got an STD and all you're worried about is, oh, my God, my boyfriend still <laughs> sleep with me. There's kind of something not right there. I'm not really worried about going and, you know, getting my cervix scraped and figuring out if I have, you know, cancer. Right. I'm worried about if you're still going to have sex with me. Do you still me. desire me? Yes. I'm more worried about that. On my priority level, you having sex with me is more important to me right now well, than, you her know, priority that. level is already off base. So, you know, she leaves his apartment. She calls Marnie right away. Marnie cries hysterically over him. <laughs> HPV. <laughs> She's just a hot She's mess. So you don't mother. deserve this. And so, and so, in the midst of her having low priorities, Marnie's like, "By the way, the rent is due in a week." And she's like, "I have precancer." <laughs> like, she plays the victim. She yes. turns into the victim as soon as it's convenient for her, so that she doesn't mm-hmm. have to once again be responsible. I feel like she's just floating, hoping that you know life just happens for her and works out. Right. Well, you know, in this whole process, like Hannah's got all these things that she's now starting to discover about herself and it's mm-hmm. becoming very very realistic and it's becoming extremely scary now she finds out that she, you know her boyfriend that or this her booty call because he's mm-hmm. not a booty call right. definitely the guy that she's doing isn't really just doing her which we found out last episode which made right. her get the std test now she finds out that she has the std test and now she's faced with the with the dilemma of having to confront her other lovers because she thinks that he's right with denying the fact that he has HPV. So with that being said, you know, she she goes and she starts reaching out and, and she finds out now, you know, she's like, let me meet with my ex-boyfriend from college. And maybe he's the one that gave it to me. And how she did not know he was gay <laughs> is besides well, me. Which is even more surprising because she's such a she's such a person to, to research and being online. Mm-hmm. Why didn't she look up what HPV was? Because she looked up, she always goes online line and looks up everything Mm -hmm. and that's why she looked up STDs in the first place right you know the stuff that goes around the condom so it seems like she would have looked up the definition and what how you contract like how you contract HPV that was that's a good point because that is what one of my questions was is that's what I think is so interesting about you know I I don't know if if it goes back to just being that aged or just being so overwhelmed by everything that's happening or what the deal is but you know, instead of finding, you know, how do I get this? How did I come to turn, not even asking the doctor, not even, you know, following up to see if Adam's story is even, you know, if that could even right. be possible, is just automatically going and say, okay, well, I've just got to ask my ex-boyfriend because then obviously he gave it to me and Adam she wasn't going to do. She's trying to, like, kind of 
told her or recommended that she confront right. him about it. What did she, she yeah. was trying to call it? Um, the STD world is courteous. Right. Yeah. <laughs> In the yes. STD world, <laughs> you tell your other lovers when you have something. Yes, that's the courteous thing to do. <laughs> Although men don't know if they have it or not, so you're being courteous for something that they can't even get tested for. So it's more like embarrassing. Right. You're just spilling your beans pretty much to your gay lover. <laughs> ex, ex lover, I guess you would say. Well, you know, so they're at the, so they're at the restaurant, Jonathan um, not Jonathan, her ex-boyfriend and her at the Elijah, restaurant, Elijah. Elijah. And they're having this conversation that is now getting to be completely awkward. You know, Hannah is now becoming extremely emotional over the fact that he is gay to the fact like her lips quivering. And that was a great shaking. acting job yeah. on her part. And, you know, he he goes and he starts to explain to her why, you know, that he's gay and how it came about. And then she starts asking questions. Uh-huh. And her questions are like, well, were you gay when you were with me? And he's like, uh, yeah. And how did you have sex with me? And then he says that she's masculine. No, he no, calls her handsome. handsome. There's, a, there's a handsomeness about you. Oh that is an ultimate insult. And then he goes on to accuse other people in her life of being homosexual as well. Absolutely, which becomes now even scarier to her. And it just goes to show the mentality of the early 20s and the untouchable, it can't happen to me mentality. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and it's obvious with with how she's kind of treating things as as they're coming up and they're coming about. So the boyfriend's gay, the STDs, the non-attraction, and now her dad being gay. <laughs> I mean, that the wasn't earring. necessary. <laughs> On the he mail trip. Just being mean. He was being <laughs> mean. But no, honestly, when we were first introduced to her dad's character, I kind of was, I kind of... A little head-scratching. He is very yeah. sensitive to Hannah. He is. Uh, he's, you know, there's a little... Well, that's you know, a daddy's girl There's thing. a little feminine quality about him, so I, I don't know if that's too far-fetched, but, you know, I don't know. But um, so let's talk about Marnie and the artist now. Yeah. So Marnie is now at this gallery, which her boss dude wasted and throwing her completely <laughs> under the bus to yes. her favorite artist. About but I like the art. Did you guys notice the art in the back? No, what, I well, was like, I was noticing her boss <laughs> trying her to boss hook her crazy, up left and right. But before she came in, like I don't know, I've been into this whole like painting thing recently. But oh, like, yes, artistic Kellyo. <laughs> but the art in the bag, like I like some of the paintings. So um, I just want to say that you know, as you know, after Buzz, we've got this really new cool thing that we've got going on. So if you guys want to online shop, you can go straight to AfterBuzzTV.com and anything you see on our shows. If you're interested in any of the clothes or books or art, like we have right now, you can click on our Amazon.com banner from AfterBuzzTV.com and go straight to the site and shop, and that helps us out, and then you get some cool new products. I know so, what I won't be shopping for is <laughs> Hannah's clothing, because uh, then I'm going to be accused of being, being a lesbian. lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> he was just bagging on her left and right. just being mean. Okay, so okay, back to Marnie. Back, back to, to Marnie. Okay, so we're back to the Because I'm kind of group. excited about this sexual exploration that I feel she's trying to discover, because she's not satisfied in her relationship at home. No, but I'm sorry, but that little artist, he, you know, he's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First of all, the fact that, you know, he's successful in his own right is very attractive to her. And he's a very confident man. There's something about a oh. man that exudes confidence that just, I'm sorry, it does it for someone who is more on the level of 
thinking like and a woman thing, as opposed to like an early something girl. Absolutely. But you have to know the difference between being confident and being a douche. Oh, no. And that's the thing is there is a difference between the two. Adam's the douche. Adam is totally the douche. But this guy is just confident. confident and he just, has swagger. He totally does. And that's what makes can him I just, sexy. Can I quote him? Yes. yes. I want you to know the first time that I beep you, I might scare you because I'm a man and I know how to do things. <laughs> See you later. I, like, I, I stopped. I, I was mean, like, thank you. I was like, ah. Oh. Take me. Well, and that's exactly what <laughs> she had to run into the bathroom and go, you know, take she, care of herself she, after she that got one. Fix. Yeah, <laughs> she and it just goes to show, like she little, wants little someone, finger puppets going on. <laughs> <laughs> she wants a man who's a man, and she's been exactly. saying that to Charlie for the last several weeks. You know, the last couple of episodes, yeah. she's like, "I need a man who's a man." But Charlie's misinterpreting it. He's like, "Oh, you want me to treat you like a whore?" Right. And so then he starts slut. calling her and Hannah's like, <laughs> yeah. So see, again, but just, she just wants you to be a little more rough, a little bit more of a bad guy. The difference between being a douche and being, you know, being confident and being a man. Taking like they're, control. Just take control of the situation. You know, it's okay. Like, you don't have to be forceful and mean about it. But sometimes a Aggressive. girl just likes a little bit of ag- aggression. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, you know. <laughs> but I think that it took her boss doing that extra little nudge and push. Because she's not an aggressive person. Right. So she wouldn't have gone after the artist. No, but I like his quote there. There too, I need you know. You need to give you know a little bit less of a shit about it, right? Because she was trying to be apologetic, and he's like, "No, that's not sexy. Stop it, right?" right. Now. He was trying. He was trying to. <laughs> he was trying to pump her up. Like, no, you need to be more confident. Yeah, you need to stop right now. But there, you can see that there was a sexual attraction and a lustful nature there, and you knew. You, I think we know that something's going to happen between them, right? Oh, yeah. Especially because he stayed. He could have walked away. But he stayed there. Oh, because he's persistent. Oh, absolutely. The confident, one, the confident guy is always persistent. And so he, he goes to her. He's like, so do you really live with your boyfriend? And she's mm-hmm. like, no, I don't live with my boyfriend. And so it, it opens. She, Her staying and him staying opens up Pandora's box, so to speak. So that way there can be something more, which right. is why, you know, she's like, I'm not going to kiss you. Right. Exactly. She's but, trying to play hard to get. But I like his Plain reaction back. Word. That makes him even hotter because he's like, what makes you think I wanted to kiss you? <laughs> He's he's a G. Totally. <laughs> you know, so you know, we're a sucker for that crap. Oh yeah. And she's and she's falling for it. Well, we're going to see something happen pretty spicy coming up. I hope so. So now we get to Shoshana's character, which is really really funny. You know, she <laughs> she cracks me the heck up. Okay, was she petting a pillow? When Hannah walked she out of the bathroom, oh, I thought she was pug- petting her snuggle or snuggie. Well, that, you know, that white, that white. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't tell if it was like a like a cat or if it was just a pillow. It was, I like, think it was, it was like fuzzy, a fuzzy furry pillow. 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 Yeah, <laughs> so she was just like you know fiddling with it. As she's watching her very, very interesting game show on the yeah. Game Show Network. Baggage. Baggage. Which I thought was really funny because, you know, she, she says, well, Hannah's like, well, we don't have cable. Yeah. And so we don't watch stuff like that. And so <laughs> she's like, well, what is this show Baggage all about? And, and she says, well, the chick on, on the show right now, she there's uh, little baggage, medium baggage, and the biggest baggage. And her her little baggage is the fact she spends $1,000 on her weave, which <laughs> Jerry Springer calls unbeweavable, <laughs> which I thought was so cute. Like, she's very quirky. And adorable. Her timing is awesome. Yeah. And she really is. And then she says, you know, her, her medium baggage is the fact that she plans her wedding after the first state and then her biggest baggage is poking holes in condoms which i was like <laughs> oh my god and hannah says it but she's scary does that? Yeah. <laughs> very scary the girl that wants to trap you i know <laughs> but the fact that that's a game show like that's perceived that's funny well the fact that hannah was even admitted to not having cable and this is a tv show hbo 
HBO on cable. Didn't you find that that was kind of funny? Yeah, well, Girls think, is on HBO, and most people that age don't really have cable. No, and that you know that's what's really interesting about their um, advertising and their promotional techniques because when the first the show first debuted, they put the first episode online for free, so people were able to watch it on YouTube and on HBO.com and that for free to try to get more people to subscribe to HBO and that you know with the social media and all of that. So it's interesting to see because I you know it would seem like the viewers would be in their early twenties and you right. know and I know when I was in college I could barely afford to have cable. Did you have? Cable. Cable. Yeah. I don't think I, unless I would go to like my I think aunt's my house. mom has cable right now. <laughs> Until girls started, I was like, oh my three months of free HBO is up. I thought I'm going to cancel, but then this this show started. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll bite the bullet. Yeah. Yeah. I'll keep it coming. It's all good. Well, that's got to be a little bit challenging for the show. So hopefully, with our after buzz show and people tuning in, we can try to build up the hype and Absolutely. let people know. And, you know, and Lena, she's such a great writer and she just, she sees and views things in such an interesting and quirky way that I think is very brave because a lot of the things that we see, even on this episode, like, you know, Marnie going into the bathroom to pleasure herself is yes. not at all what I expected right. to see. Oh, I like, was happy for it, her. I was it was happy. a Samantha moment. It would, absolutely was. It was something that, you know, that, that was a very hot moment and they showed that how hot that moment was. And I thought that is very... That's brave television for the audience that they're, you know, appealing to. Right. It's not a Sex in the City audience. It's, it's not. younger than Although that. they did have a Sex in the City poster I, up well, they pay, when they were talking about the show Baggage. They pay homage to that. And they, you know, I like that But that's it. good. They give, yeah, they, they give their respect to the, to the show that came before them. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's kind of like where, you know, kind of like where the Sex in the City girls could have been before they became yes, that. Yes, that's the it's feel the that I get. To sex, you know, it's the the road to be fabulous. Well, and I, I like how they break it down, you know, when, when Shoshana and... Hannah are having this com- conversation about the show, uh, the game show Baggage. You know, Hannah's like, uh, Shana's like, Hannah, so what's your baggage? And then she proceeds to say what her baggage is. And it becomes very realistic at that point. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, my, my littlest baggage is IBS. My medium baggage is that I don't <laughs> love my grandmother. And she's like, you really don't like your grandmother? She's like, no, I really don't. Like, just, she's so disconnected. And then her biggest baggage, which you find we're starting to learn that she's very hung up on being a virgin. Yeah. And it's really like taking its toll on her. Mm-hmm. And you can see she's very upset. She's like, everybody around me is having sex and I'm not having sex. And then Hannah shares what her baggage is. She's like, well, my my littlest baggage is I'm unfit for jobs. <laughs> no one will. <laughs> very <laughs> true. Yeah. She's like, my medium baggage is I have four cupcakes and I ate one in the bathroom. Which is her now. eating cupcakes in the bathroom? Because she ate it in the yes. bathtub before. Now she's <laughs> eating them on the toilet. She, well, this girl loves eating, cupcakes in yeah, the bathroom. Eating, well, that could be her thing of being embarrassed about it or feeling bad about it. Maybe eating in public or something. About, you know, just kind of like that doesn't want anybody she's to hiding hiding it and then she says then she shares what her biggest baggage is which is having HPV so when you look at a show like this on HBO I mean you couldn't have this on a regular network because Absolutely of not. the content but it's extremely relatable to the point where you want to watch it you want to feel connected mm-hmm. I feel connected to it oh definitely Absolutely. I'm in my 30s and I'm like dude I still feel like that it's sometimes. dealing with female insecurities from weight to sexuality to men and the jobs, way that they make careers, jobs careers, ab- everything just sustaining Living. yourself on your own being an independent individual at, you know what you had to make it in america absolutely (laughs) (laughs) let's uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll you know wrap it up get into some news and predictions sounds awesome after buzz tv hi i was once like you a lazy angry loner whose only joy was watching tv and surfing the net 
And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzzTV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? What are you guys laughing at over there? I'm sorry. I'm cracking. You're soft and round like a dumpling. Oh. That's not a compliment. That's not a compliment at all. I'm just thinking about what he said to her. I'm just, I'm cracking up. Well, real quick, I was reading some of the tweets, and because we were just talking about Marnie, somebody said, I mean, even the jerk artist happens in real life to new, you know, to NYC girls. It's a rite of passage. You know, so, oh, yeah. again, so again, it's, you know, being real, realistic to, you know, things people go through. Yeah. So with with that being said, things that, that are realistic. So, you know, Hannah's dealing with this whole HPV thing. She shares it with Shoshana. And then Shoshana just nonchalantly brings up. She's like, oh, by the way, Jessa has HPV. Right. She's had it for years. She has <laughs> many strands. Strands of it. <laughs> and then what did she say? She goes, "All advent- uh, Jessa says, all adventurous women do. Right. <laughs> like, that's her way of just excusing it. Yeah, you know. All adventurous women do. It's, it's things we go through. Whatever. It shows you've lived. Right. You get HPV. And by adventurous, an she meant sexually woman. empowered. Yeah. So <laughs> that is not okay, you guys. It's not. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. But a lot of the things that Jessa does isn't okay. They aren't appropriate. You know, her inner, the way she responds to things is inappropriate. And so, you know, she's getting ready for her new job as a babysitter slash nanny. Which I feel is very inappropriate for Jess to be a babysitter. Oh, after she just was missed her abortion appointment? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you see the dress that she was wearing? So her dress was completely see-through. Oh, and she's wearing neon pink panties and bra underneath it. <laughs> And she's like, well, what? It's floor length. So What's her, wrong with it? Her rationalization on things just really doesn't match in the real and world. She's, well, she's, still, she's the free spirit of the friends, though. She's the traveler. She's the gypsy. So, I mean, it makes sense for her not to know better. Well, right, and then, you I know, guess. so she's babysitting the chi- the children, which the novel of the little girl, until you <laughs> pointed it out, I was like, where is this little girl learning about alcoholism? <laughs> Okay, well, well, first, you know, the, Jess is going to babysit for, the, obviously, this, you know, crazy career power woman that says that she has a shoot, so we, she could be a photographer, she could be, you know, in the film industry, we don't really know. But the actress that played the mother of these children is fantastic, and I'll have to look up what her name is. Oh, but I she, love her. She's I love her. I've seen the guy in yes, 10 days. Yes, I love her. I remember her. Anyway, but these kids are adorable, but, you know, she's, you know, doesn't even really have time to interview Jess. She's just like, I heard so much about you. Big mistake. I, re- I really <laughs> wish I had time to talk to you. I heard you're a traveler. I want to pick your brain gotta go bye and then she's you know talking about you know the little girl has a novel she said it's only 10 pages but it's a novel (laughs) like you know six and she's so you know it cuts to Jess in this little tent with this little girl eating string cheese and the little girl's reading her novel about some lady that just went through a divorce and found this man that helped her through her alcoholism and all of a sudden it's coming from a little six year old 
and, and she's applauding it. I think she was trying to be encouraging. She's like, yeah. I'm enjoying the book, and I love my string cheese. Keep reading. Great story. Keep going. Great right. story. So, you know, after after the reading of the novel, Jess puts the, the kids to sleep, and then all of a sudden the dad comes home. So here is yet again another inappropriate moment yes. for Jessa yes. to be involved in. And so they're having this interaction. She's kind of being quirky and kind of rude. And in Well, they're her- smoking pot. And then he asks her. Yeah. And it's like, first of all, if wifey came home, if I was if I was wifey and I came home to my husband smoking, blazing with the nanny or the babysitter, there'd be some that's half your age and kind of hot, you know. It's, it's wrong in all the <laughs> like all accounts wrong. I love how he said, "How did it go tonight?" And she's like, "With what? Oh, the kids, right? Oh, right. I, I kicked her in the head. She's fine. She's you know? so resilient." <laughs> Uh, well, the moment that he walked in, I knew and I smelt trouble because right. she is she's she's sexually empowered and um, she attracts trouble. And she attracts she trouble, does. right? And she, I knew, I know that something's going to happen with them. And you can tell by the uncomfortableness that she was experiencing after they had smoked and they had the munchies. Mm-hmm. And she, when he tells her, you know, oh, I still have to, you know, pay her, she runs away. She yeah. flees the scene when the daughter comes into the kitchen. Right. And that was a sign of her feeling, I think, a bit insecure about the pitch, like the position that she was in. I think she knew in her mind that it was wrong. Yeah, she had the realization that, oh, I shouldn't be here anymore. I gotta go. Uh, the little girl. <laughs> or she's like, she thought, yeah, or she thought the, do- the daughter. <laughs> the little girl say, are you eating my lunch snack? You don't go to night school. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's like, sometimes daddy needs snacks, too. Well, you don't go to night school. <laughs> well, I was thinking that she could either be upset in that moment about the daughter intruding on her moment with her father Could because be. that seems like more her character like right? she would be a little bit upset about the girl throwing salt it could, it could like, be kind of blocking her. Yes, how hot dare blocking. She? How dare she, that little girl? Right. <laughs> or it could have been a realization that what she was doing was wrong, but I don't think that it was that. The no, way that she right. the way that she fled the scene yeah. means that because he still needs to pay her, now they have to see each other again. Right. So with thing, with, speaking of things that are doing wrong, so... Hannah, you, it cuts to Hannah at home tweeting, and she's about to go and put her business on Twitter, like in a not so good way. But thank God she actually steps back and she's like, you know, I'm not going to tweet that. She was going to tweet that her ex boyfriend's gay. Yeah, <laughs> my, my life is a lie. My ex boyfriend dates a guy, and it's her <laughs> and fault. It, <laughs> but it rhymes. <laughs> Well, you know, because she's a writer. She has to write. She does. Absolutely. Her twit pick is her with the pen or pencil. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So cliche. It is. And, you know, so she she goes and she she tweets that, you know, all adventurous women do. And which which leads to Marnie coming home. And then it's Super Dance Party, which I know I've done that. You know, you go home and you're just like blasting your music and your friend comes home and then you're dancing like crazy. But they got a little close there. (laughs) Well, I like that they, you know, they just danced off the bad day. Just, you know. That's how I. I take it. it out. Just I didn't take it, it out. at like. I didn't take it as a lesbian moment. I didn't either. No, I think it was sweet, but yeah. for a second though, you know, because you know you're with your girlfriend I dancing. They booty bumped a little bit, yeah. yeah. But yeah. then you know she gave her like that loving, endearing. I'm so happy you're home in this days over. Yeah, kind of hug. yeah. And I just think they have a really very close relationship. They cuddle together in bed. They spoon each other. They we do. saw that before. So I just think that it's a very nurturing relationship. And of course, we know, you know, she's playing a mother to Hannah in a way. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think it was cute, and I think that you know she kind of had to dust off her. I almost cheated on my boyfriend thing. Hannah had a STD. I hope she washed her hands before she started dancing with Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> because had she not, she would have been like, you know. <laughs> I think she's a little neurotic for that. I think she's definitely going to be clean and good to go. <laughs> that would have been awful. Hannah would have been like, "What's that smell?" <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, well, do we have some news and stuff we could get into today? <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Did anybody After hear us? <laughs> News. Okay, so I just heard like a couple of like cool things about just celebrities really getting into the show and really being a fan of Lena Dunham, like the the writer and star of the show. Uh, John Cusack tweeted recently that he ran into her and got a chance to meet her on at the View, and he tweeted that you know he met her, thought she was great, and is definitely going to watch her show. And then he did a follow up a follow up tweet that he watched it, thought it was great. You know the cast from um, the New Girl. Or tweet telling everybody to oh, watch awesome. it, which I think is fantastic. Colin Hanks was tweeting and telling people to watch it, so she's getting a lot of industry support from you know her fellow actors about how great this show is. Well, rumor has it that they're comparing her to being like a Woody Allen style writer. Mm-hmm. You know, where her work is not exactly something that you would like run to the theater and see, but it's mm-hmm. quirky enough and it's it's good enough for it to be that you want to keep going to see right. what she's going to do next. So it's it's interesting, right? And I also read an interesting article on Gawker where they were comparing Veep to girls. And they're both HBO shows, but Veep debuted with higher ratings, Mm -hmm. obviously because of the star power in the show. Right. But... They, you know, and Gawker had been giving girls a hard time. It had really been kind of, you know, just being really harsh when they were reviewing the show, and it kind of changed its tune. They compared the two shows about, you know, the sexiness, the banter, and, you know, just the kind of the culture of each show, even though both shows are completely different. By the end of the article, it's like, I think we really need to start, we need to change who we talk smack about. And now we need to start really, you know, sticking it to Veep because we think girls is bad, which kind of like was the tie end of the thing, which I think is great. So we're hoping that, you know, the youngsters can get some cable and we can something. I mean, maybe they can come to the AfterBuzz studio and watch it. You know, you guys can come in and watch it with us. Trust me, there is a way, where there's a will, there is a way. If if I don't have cable, I know you will. Exactly. So we'll make it happen. Yeah, it's tough because of demographic but I definitely love that the show is not being the the normal we don't see supermodels on the show we see you know young children you know celebrities children but they don't have big huge names so they are competing with other shows and it is a dramatic comedy which are tough for those to you know get off the ground also Mm -hmm. but it's doing very well I mean there's it's undeniable if you watch one episode you'll love it Absolutely, and I'm you know, and which we're, we're starting to prove that just with our fellow after buzzers. Yeah, you know, we're, we're gonna, everybody wants to be on the it. show now. So <laughs> I love that. So okay, let's get into some predictions. Okay. So Miriam, what are you excited now, to see? Oh. Hmm. I think that well, Marnie and the artist are going to hook up. Marnie and Jonathan are going <laughs> to really? do it. <laughs> And uh, I think Hannah's going to get a really big dose of reality when when she has to confront Adam again at the fact mm. that he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> and there's going to be some tension, and she's going to be very sad that she's not going to be getting some something-something. <laughs> and uh, as far as um, Jessa is concerned, I think that her and Daddy are going to wind up doing it, and Mama's going to catch him. Ooh. Oh, you think she's going to get caught? I think she's going to get busted. Mm. Well, like piggybacking off of that, I think I do agree that they are going to have an affair. I I think that it's going to be a little bit more prolonged, though. I think it's going to last a little bit longer than anticipated Mm because she's a kind of hit it and quit it kind of girl, too. Mm -hmm. And I think that she's going to wind up hooking up with the father and maybe really even having real feelings for him. And he may not possibly leave her for his family. But in her head, she may think that he is. Ooh, I don't know. I'm just one. adding some drama to it, you know. Rewrites if necessary. <laughs> I think the daughter's going to write about it in her novel. The oh, mom is she may read see- about it. I love that, Kelly. I love that. I can totally see that happening. I think that could happen. So I don't know, and I also I don't know if I don't know if Hannah's really going to confront Adam. I think she might let it go. 
Really? I think I can see her say, going back to Adam. I think they might have play a conversation, but I don't know if she'll give him that hard of a time about it. I hope she does, but I don't know if I feel like she will. Hmm, I hope she doesn't let him get away with that. The lying to her? Yeah. But it's not like, I mean, you can't trust a guy who doesn't call you back or text you anyways. That's true, but she already <laughs> doesn't, so I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Well, that was a great episode. I know, we loved it. I can't wait to see what happens next. So make sure to download us on iTunes, leave us your comments, let us know what you thought about our show and the show. We would love to hear about it. And um, maybe we can get you on the show. Call in and, you know, get have some fun. Where can they find you? They can tweet at me, play with my Twitter at spicy <laughs> underscore Madi. That's S-P-I-C-Y underscore M-A-R-I. You can find me at Miriam L. Gonzalez on Twitter. And I am Kelly with an I-E-O-7-9. So catch us next week as we do another After Buzz of Girls. Yay, Thanks, guys. Yay. Girls! From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 